This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with a roofing expert about the way roofing contractors can cut corners and what you can do to protect yourself. We're also going to talk with an expert home inspector about the benefits of getting a pre-pour foundation inspection when building a new home. And we're going to talk with an expert YouTuber about how real estate agents can benefit from starting and growing a YouTube channel. In studio with me today is Kerry Copeland, an expert in the roofing industry and president of Patriots Roofing. Kerry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Pleasure to be here. All right, cool. And I, I appreciate you guys being patient with me when I make mistakes on our show. So, <laughs> Also in the studio with us today is Mike Marlowe, the owner of Veteran Home Inspections. Mike, great to have you back again. Yeah, good to be back. And we have Tim Macy in studio with us today. Tim is a real estate agent with the Macy team and runs a successful YouTube channel. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I was excited to find your YouTube channel uh, out there. And you really, I like that you give it a full kind of a a lifestyle kind of a channel. It's not all about, this is the market and this is that and this and that. Yeah, I think we got a good mix on there. It's fun. Absolutely. Um, A quick reminder that you can catch our podcast episodes and watch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. And our YouTube channel is a great place to watch video clips of the shows that we have uh, really taken and organized into bite-sized clips so you can easily find the information that you're looking for. So you can search for Homebuyer Talk Radio on YouTube or visit homebuyertalkradio.com and click on the YouTube link from there. Carrie, I'm super excited about you coming on the show because this is a sensitive topic, right, sure. in the roofing Absolutely. industry. Um, I was talking to Craig Halls. I know you know Craig for a long sure. time. He's really knowledgeable in the whole building industry. And one of the things that he was talking about has how scammers can come through areas and really just take advantage of people, right? And that's kind of a different topic, but it's just in that same area of how people can get taken advantage of because we don't really understand even what questions to ask, what to expect maybe from roofing contractors. So we're going to get into that a little bit today. Um, so I mean, so tell us a little bit about your yourself. Uh, how long have you been in the roofing industry? Uh, since 2017. Okay. I uh, worked for a couple of different, to get my feet wet in the business, worked for a couple of different roofing companies. And then in 2018, had the opportunity to, to work for Craig and we started Patriots Roofing and it's been fantastic. Uh, it's a wonderful line of work to be in. Yes. I- I- integrity is a huge thing, right? When it comes to any kind of contracting type of business, stuff like that. Um, and your background, so you, you've got a law enforcement background as well. Uh, tell me a, a little bit about kind of your background leading up to where you're at now. Sure. I uh, started my adult life, uh, wanted to be in public service, started out in law enforcement, uh, was a police chief at one point in time. Uh, I was always a volunteer firefighter. And then uh, got a chance to go into, I'd served on the board of directors for an emergency medical service, ambulance service. Uh, had been on the board of directors for them, and then the county had a ESD where they assigned commissioners. I was put on there. And then in 2011, I was able to go in as the executive director and did that for a few years. Okay, and then, um, so you're the president of Patriots Roofing now, right? And you guys cover more than one state, right? I mean, We are. We're primarily in North Carolina, Louisiana, and Texas. Okay. Uh, most of us are from Texas in this area in, uh, in general. Uh, and, yeah, we, we're in those three states. We do some work in some other states, but we don't have ongoing operations. We'll gotcha. just go and take one-off jobs. All right, well, let's start by highlighting some of the most common ways roofing contractors can cut corners. So uh, just give me like the top couple off, uh, off the top of your head there. 
unfortunately, the roofing industry in particular, it's probably about 80%, a little bit on the shady side. Oh, really? That high? Corners, yes, sir. It's extremely high. Why? Just because, all about the money? Because the availability of being able to do it. You know, someone, if they need to replace their roof, might be once every 25, 30, 35 years, something like that. So it's not something that they're common. You know, if you have other trades coming into your home, those are on a, a little bit more of a regular basis. Is it really awareness, uh, customer awareness about the industry? It is, yeah. It's a, you have to, because there's no reason to be educated on it. So you have to take the time whenever you're initially meeting with them to educate them on all the different things they need to look for and the different aspects that go into a right. roof replacement. So let's talk about, let's get into what's a common thing that where they're going to cut corners or they may cut corners. Well, a lot of times, and if there's insurance involved, which is not always, it's, you know, a lot of retail work. But when insurance is involved, there's a there's a push for them to go get three different bids. And just as your standard in other industries as well. But what they're looking for is the cheapest bid. And the right. way that the guys come in to get the cheapest bid, they're in, just in San Antonio alone, there's a couple of different places that are, we call them black market uh, suppliers. They're not. But what they've done is they'll take leftover material from a previous job. Uh, they'll buy it for you know, pennies on the dollar and then turn around, mark it up a little bit and sell it, but sell it cheaper than what a supplier is selling the new material. So Santa and South Texas is a little bit bad about that just because there's so many available. So what they'll do is they'll go in there and they will, instead of going to buy brand new shingles or other accessories, they'll go in and and pick what they have from these lots. But the whole problem with that is, is especially with shingles, every package is marked. It's got a lot number. And if those lot numbers don't match to where the same granule formulation was put into it where they're going to appear the same then you'll see a roof where they have gone and everything's the same color and then you'll have a diagonal strip coming down that's just off ever so slightly but it sticks out like a sore thumb oh wow <laughs> so stuff like that yeah i would probably catch that even as it even as somebody who doesn't understand the roofing industry i'm probably tim you're over there laughing <laughs> yep. yeah i've seen some funky roofs here in san antonio I'll bet. <laughs> but some of those in that bid process that's what they're if you're trying to come in low, then you have to have already factored in how you're going to cut your cost to make any profit whatsoever. Right, right. And so that's what they'll do. They'll come in, uh, see what's available, and then place their bid according to that. It's on paper or just in general. It might sound good because uh, it's low, but it's probably going to be a questionable quality. Yeah, right. So uh, what else? What, what's another area that the corners are going to be cut? Uh, one of the main ones is trying to reuse existing material so if it's on a, a reinstall if you're tearing off and placing a new roof okay on, so material that's already on that old sure homeowner's house real bad about trying to use reuse drip edge things like that and just it's just terrible and the biggest part is when you're when you're doing a re-roof when you're reinstalling a, a new roof you have to take it all the way down to decking it is the only way to identify you need to start out with a clean canvas. Okay. And that's where you identify all of your deficiencies, the decking, flashing, things like that. And they'll come in and they will have already factored the fact that they won't take that down to decking. They'll leave the existing underlayment there, hammer down any nails that are protruding, and all they're doing is putting that nail right back into an unnailable surface. It's going to pop back up 
uh, at least a percentage of it will. But they've already factored that in. So it saves them labor cost on the tear-off, disposal cost on the material, mm-hmm. and, that's a, and that is a very, very standard practice. Oh, wow. So, uh, so that's two, two really good ones. Do you have a third one that, uh, where they're going to be cutting corners? Uh, I do. Let's see. Sorry about that, Mark. No, you're fine. Can, I could chime in real quick. Yeah, we, Tim, we, we deal please, with this a ton. Please. Um, and just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, because we're not a roofing company, but we have our clients that work with roofing companies and sure. work with the insurance companies all the time. And a lot of times, not only is that roofing company, by making sure you get a good roofing company out there when you have an insurance claim, uh, they're also going to look to make sure you're getting the most out of that claim, like meeting the adjuster out there to make sure the adjuster is not shorting you on anything and making sure, like he's talking about, that everything gets done. Uh, like our, our clients, we always talk about, you know, is it um, that th- there's value around price? And it's like, yeah, sometimes that, that bid may be a little bit higher, but there's so many opportunities for a great roofing company to bring you value where you got to look past just that price tag. Because like you saying, there's always people that are going to do it for cheaper, but we're literally talking about the roof over your head, right? We, exactly, we talk yeah. so much about right, and insurance will pick up head, yeah. a lot of those costs anyway. If it's an insurance cl- claim, yeah. and I know this is one of the areas that Patriots Roofing really excels at, yes, is making sure that the if it, especially if it's an insurance claim that you're getting the maximum value out of that claim. Which that's one of the reasons why I wanted you guys to be on the show because you're very smart that way. Well, in that realm, in the insurance part. Especially if it's a storm-related area, say the hail storms we have here in San Antonio and the existing area, they'll bring in third-party adjusters that aren't necessarily—they don't have a paycheck, a steady paycheck coming from the insurance carrier. So they'll bring those in. So you absolutely you have to meet with them. You have to go over every aspect of that roof. You have to come back and see what scope of work they put on there. Uh, one of the biggest issues that there are. So like us, for instance, we are a margin-based business. We're not a cost plus. We're not – and the insurance companies, when they're trying to figure out their scope of work that they're going to assign out uh, in that adjustment, they're going by a, uh, a database. But it's not a practical database because they haven't gone and checked local suppliers, what it's going to take to source the material, what that cost is going to be, things like that. We stay on top of that on a daily basis. Right, so you so, can help so educate know, them. And- absolutely. So we know what our margins need to be for material, labor, uh, general administrative costs, things like that, and that's the way we base our business. Sounds like you make it easy for the adjusters. Well, you I mean, think. Hey, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way because they are they have some flexibility, yeah. but that still goes to a desk adjuster who is employed by the insurance company. And so it, sometimes it gets a little... Uh, a little bit of back and forth. But, All right, cool. Well, um, so if some folks want to get in touch with you, uh, Patriots Roofing, obviously, but what? Uh, how do they get – what's your website? Uh, Patriots, with an S, PatriotsRoofing.net. Okay, and what's a good phone number for them to reach you at? Area code 210-244-3165. Awesome. Thank you, Kerry, for uh, coming in and sharing that with us. Super yes, valuable information. I uh, hope to have you on again as well. And speaking of roofing, so we go. I, I was like dying to actually combine a little bit because I was going to ask Carrie, like, so would it be valuable maybe to you know to have a good relationship with a home inspector or at least to make sure that they're coming out or 
some kind of independent inspector should come out on these job sites, I would think, to see like after it's done. But I don't really know how that process works. So, Mike, from your perspective, give me we a quick 50 We normally get cents. called in after the, the cheapest bidder gets done working. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when exactly. we get yeah. called in to – because the homeowner's not getting up on their roof. No. Most of the time. And they don't, they don't we don't see. know what we're looking for. And, and we get up there and, you know, all kinds of crazy things from, you know, improper installation, um, improper materials, using shingles on a low-slope roof, you know, things like that. Yeah. Well, the shingles were available and the roofer just said, I'm going to put them on every part of this roof even when it shouldn't be there. And problem, I've problem. stepped through roofs where they didn't pull it off and, and check the sheathing. Uh, and they just put a brand new roof on, and the sheathing's rotted out underneath it. So, yeah, he, he carries spot on that it is so easy for roofers to take advantage of homeowners. Yeah, because we just don't know, right? And the one thing, can I add one thing? Yeah, sure, Mike. Or, that would Kerry? work phenomenal for him as well. So what we do, we'll, we use company cam, you know, for all of our, It's a, it takes real-time photos, GPS location, time, date stamped. And we go from start to finish. So we'll do the whole perimeter of the house, go up on the roof as it sits during the whole tear-off procedure, same thing. And then as we're putting on the new components and fortifying any flashing issues, things like that that we have. So generally on any project, we'll have three, three to 400 pictures. And so that's always great for us when the inspector does come. And it helps the inspector. We have everything right there and it's all. Are you using a drone for that? Too? No, sir. Uh, well, we have a drone, but it's not as easy. It's just you use your, your use smartphone. Your camera? Well, they're, they're on the roof. so Yeah, yeah. I, guess. yeah I like there. the idea of a drone. I want <laughs> I robots. Just, you just want a reason for one. <laughs> I do, right? Can I put a gun on it? I don't right. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, quick reminder on Mike Marlowe. He's the owner of Veteran Home Inspections here in San Antonio, and he's been on the show before, and I definitely recommend checking out his YouTube channel, uh, Veteran Home Inspections, or you can find some of his videos on homebuyertalkradio.com. Uh, dot com and click on our YouTube link from there. Uh, Mike, it seems pretty obvious to me that people are enjoying your uh, your video series because it's getting a lot of views, over 10,000 in the last uh, week and a half or so that you've right. been uh, on the show. And then the likes are pouring in too. So it's not just that it's being watched, but they're also liking what you're doing. So I'm excited to have you back on the show. Yeah. Getting to be a regular star. Um, <laughs> so obviously humans make mistakes, right, when it comes to uh, and pre-pour I, Carrie, I know you're going to agree with me on this with your, your background in, in construction and Tim, you as well. But having a pre-pour inspection done, not by the city or the county, but by a knowledgeable, right, independent person that can oversee the whole process, would that be valuable or not? Definitely. Absolutely. This is the foundation to your home. And does it cost thousands of dollars to get this thing done? Nah. I wish. What, what, is, <laughs> <laughs> well, what does it cost to, to get uh, a... We start at 250 on a foundation inspection. Yes, yeah, so that's not anything. That's, that's yeah. pretty dang cheap to get those extra set of eyes on that. So tell me real quick, why is it important for folks, for homeowners, people who are building a house, to get a pre-pour inspection done? But this is the last chance to inspect how the, the foundation is set up on your house before they cover it up with concrete. And it's more expensive to make mis- to fix the mistakes, oh, right? Yeah, it gets real expensive <laughs> to fix mistakes when you got to go through concrete. What kind of mistakes are you finding out on these uh, pre-pour inspections? Um, the biggest things: um, missing reinforcement, be it rebar or post-tension cables, um, okay. or not run correctly, not supported correctly. That's probably the biggest one that we find. Yeah, Tim was nodding his head over there as well. Yeah, yeah. it's like. <laughs> 
That's kind of a big deal, right? There's the, so there's the the rebar and then there's the tension cables, right? Yep. Depending on the type of slab that they're building, you you may or may not have the post tension cables. Um, almost all of them have some form of rebar. It may just not be as much if it's a post tension. Gotcha. So, but uh, the other things, the your drain lines that are in the slab are already set when we're going out there, and you know we have to make sure that they are set correctly that they're flowing downhill because uh, if they're flowing uphill that's a really really expensive fix. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yes. uh, and your drains are just not going to work and and it's going to be bad all around um we're looking at the vapor barrier which is the plastic that they've set down over the the earth underneath your foundation we're looking to make sure that it's sealed it's not torn you know these are guys you know they're they're working on this, walking all over it, setting the rebar. It's going to get torn. Yeah, we yeah. understand that. But you need to go back and and retape it with you know appropriate tape to make sure that everything's sealed up. Yeah, that and would be a big deal. So the, if moisture's coming through the barrier into the concrete, what what, what kind of bad stuff happens there? Well, concrete is not waterproof. Right, water will move through it either as a liquid or a, a vapor. And if you have those nice hardwood floors set down there you go. on top of your concrete and you don't have a vapor barrier between the concrete and the hardwood floors and you start getting moisture moving up, then your your floors are going to start warping and, and mold decaying. too, right? And mold. God, yeah, yes. there, there was a street uh, on the northwest side with a builder where that whole street, they didn't do the vapor barrier. And then oh my gosh. three, four years later, everybody had these moisture issues of, of moisture coming through the floor. And- yeah. You know, at that point, you're stuck. The, the reason why this is such an important thing, if you can at all do it, is, you know, like the roof is really important. If somebody messes up your roof, you put on a new roof. It's a financial burden. But at the end of the day, it's not an enormous headache. When you have to get a foundation repair done, it is a nightmare. We got the foundation repaired on our second house that we bought. And, I mean, there was just dust all over our house for yeah. for months. I mean, it is not an easy thing to get repaired, and that's why I think it's so important to make sure you get these done. Yeah, for as little as 250 bucks, I mean, that, yeah. that's a no-brainer right there. Uh, so give me one other thing that you find quite often. Um, loose soil. So we we actually walk across the the soil that's going to be under your house, and we're looking to make sure that it is compacted. Um, we've had occasions where... We doing work on houses when we're consulting on that, and they go through the slab to change out some plumbing, and we find that the soil is actually about a you know, six inches to a foot below the bottom of the the slab because it just it's settled over the years. So if it's not compacted beforehand, it's going to settle. And what kind of problems is that going to cause? It can cause the Drainage? foundation to drop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah like the, the middle of the foundation to just collapse. We've seen that, especially that happens a lot with plumbing leaks inside, mm. too. Wow. So if you get a plumbing leak, like in the middle of the house, and the, everything washes out underneath it, and the slab just collapses underneath. Yeah, that sounds expensive. Tunnels under oh, your yeah. house to fix it. It's, that, that's yeah. very expensive. So. Yeah, foundation repairs are, are not fun. Yeah. Well, Mike, if folks want to get in touch with you, you get a, a foundation inspection done, uh, how should they do that? Okay, phone number is 210 Two zero two one nine seven four. That's our office. Call anytime, twenty four seven. Answered by a live person. 
And you can also book online or contact us at um, vhillc.com. That's Veteran Home Inspections LLC.com. So. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. All right. So Tim Macy, I found you on YouTube. Uh, I like I like your content. I mean, yeah. you're fun. You're a very energetic guy. Um, you know, when we're talking on a phone, I can tell you're high energy. I'm like, this guy's going to be a lot of fun when he comes down here. <laughs> and you've done some podcasting in the in the past, yeah? Man, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I have like somewhat of a reputation in the industry for being a social media expert and all this other stuff. And and all my friends give me a hard time because I'm like the jack of all trades, but master of none. Like I right. figure out a platform. And then I get bored and try to go figure out the new one. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I've got a podcast. I've done well on TikTok, YouTube, you name it. Like, I've I've figured out how to do it well. And I got distracted and gone and done something else. Well, how long have you been? So, you're a real estate agent. And what's your brokerage, again, that you work so with? So, I've been an agent for seven years now. I know that because my daughter's seventh birthday is coming up. Oh, when she was there. born, I was, like, getting my license. And my wife didn't even know. I was doing it. I was just kind of doing it in the background <laughs> while she was busy being pregnant. But uh, no, so I've been in it seven years. I have a team. Uh, it's my wife and I and two other agents. And so it's a pretty small team, I would say, by team standards. And we're at uh, Real Broker, which is a fairly new company to San Antonio. Okay, cool. And how long how long you been here in San Antonio? Been in San Antonio here for, I guess it's been nine years now. Okay. Got stationed here and then grew root. So when we got, when we got out, we just stayed. All right, so let's talk about the benefits of YouTube. Uh, so a lot of real estate agents don't understand that the the power of having a presence on YouTube. And really, because when people are looking for stuff, they're searching on Google, well, that's the number one search engine. What's the yep. number two search engine? YouTube. Right. So yeah. Owned by Google. So owned, owned by, Google. by Google. So I think not only real estate agents, but I think consumers haven't really totally discovered YouTube. YouTube is an amazingly quickly growing platform. I, I have YouTube on my TV, so like I haven't had cable for years. And now where it was before we had like Netflix, now it's like Netflix, YouTube, Disney Plus, those mm-hmm. are on my TV. So like our household sits on the couch and watches YouTube and it's the best research tool because oh my gosh, yes. uh, I mean, we're going on, you know, we, we love Disney World. So if you go on my YouTube channel, you'll probably see some stuff. <laughs> yeah, you Disney like World. to vacation. I'm wondering if you're always on vacation. I don't know what's happening. I here. just make a video every time I go on vacation. <laughs> so it seems like I'm always on. But like you can go and find all the reviews on what hotel to stay at. Right. Like what the yeah. best thing to do is like how to do it. I mean, there's just so much content on there that can help you out. I bought a new camera. So I go on YouTube to see all the camera comparisons yep. and everything else. And there's a lot of, especially in San Antonio, there's a lot of great agents that are on YouTube talking about the market. So let's talk about some of the tips or yeah. some of the, the reasons, benefits-wise. What If a real estate agent is going to have a YouTube channel, give me three benefits of so, what that would be. Here's the thing. I think overwhelmingly the, cons- the consumer in general does not want to deal with salespeople. Uh, right. Like you walk into the furniture store and you take a hard left and hope yeah. nobody gets to you yep. so you can start looking, you know, right. Like we, <laughs> I'm just looking. Yeah. <laughs> we want resources. We don't want salespeople And what YouTube gives you the opportunity to be is a resource. And so we have agents that, I mean, I've got one of my guys that's been doing it for like six, seven months pretty seriously. And he already has business coming in. And the reason is somebody goes on YouTube and they search for San Antonio stuff and these videos start coming up like, you know, top school districts in San Antonio, yep. uh, pros and cons of living in San Antonio. And they watch four or five different people. And what that does is it lets them pick who they trust, who they like. 
And, and what I find is the clients that call me that say, hey, I found your video on YouTube, those transactions tend to go way better because I've already built rapport with them. Right. They, they feel like they know you. Yeah. But the thing is they had options. Yeah, they did. Right? Yeah. And they went with us because oh, they're like our kind of people. So we always say your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. And YouTube's one of the best places as an agent to put your vibe out there. And for consumers, it's one of the best places to find an agent that will probably mesh with you. Because in these transactions, trust is the number one thing. Because when there's 18 offers on a home or you know, there's all this crazy stuff going on in the market right now, you need to know that you can trust an agent. And so we're talking about competitiveness. Yeah. You can compete at a different level if you're well set up on YouTube and people are searching there, right? Yeah, but I, I think the, the the key to that is there's there's a, so many transactions that are going to happen in San Antonio, right? Like I just want to focus on doing transactions with my kind of clients, right? Like like my people, the people that yeah, that's enjoy who I am. And if I'm getting them by – like if I cold call people, one, I don't like getting cold calls. So I don't like to market to people in a way that I don't like to be marketed to. Right on. I do like going on YouTube and finding out information from different people. So I think for agents, you have to put yourself in the consumer's shoes, figure out what questions is the consumer really want answers to and make content around that where you're not selling them. Like on most of my videos, I mean, I barely say I'm a real estate agent. It's just like, hey, here's what we're talking about. Get right to the information. They'll know you're a real estate agent. But when you can answer the consumer's questions in a way that they can build trust with you, I mean, it's it's just the, the... best way i think to generate business right being relatable uh, for folks to find you as being um trustworthy as being knowledgeable right because i mean real estate it's not just well let's have our brother's uncle's cousin's sister do it it's like hey there's competency as an issue here. yeah so one of my agents you know i i you know i was like you should do it you should do it finally commits to doing it and he got a call the other week and the person was like hey i watched all of the people on youtube and there was this other person, this other person, but it seemed like you really knew uh-huh. your facts. You had more data. You seemed like you knew what you were talking about. And again, right there, you've already built the rapport. You've already built the trust. Absolutely. So, uh, Tim, if folks want to get in touch with you, give me a couple ways that they can do that. And then tell me your YouTube channel again. Best one's probably Instagram. So it's at Tim Macy Realtor on Instagram. And uh, yeah, if you search Tim Macy on YouTube, if I'm doing my job correctly, it should be the first thing that pops okay. up. Okay. And spell your last name because it's spelled it's, uh, a little different. M-A-C-Y, just like the store. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's a, that's a great uh, conversation. I, I'd like to have you back and get more into this because I am so fascinated by the world of YouTube uh, because it's so underutilized. And when I started getting into the real estate niche here, I'm like, whoa. Well, you should look at how money. many people watch YouTube over how many people watch cable. I'll bet it's a lot it's more. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast on, on all the usual podcast platforms. And of course, you can find video versions of the show on YouTube. Search Homebuyer Talk Radio or you can go to our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one.